I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Lucy Kellaway's podcast from the Financial Times. Here is a game to play with your spouse one chilly evening. Sit yourselves down with some paper, sellotape, string and a pair of scissors. Working together, construct a paper tower that is strong and beautiful. You have 30 minutes to do it. This fun little game has been devised by the most famous marriage counsellor in the world. John Gottman has seen 3,000 couples pass through his love labs in the US and has set many of them to work on the towers. He's found that the couples who cooperate well over the scissors and glue tend to have good marriages that stick. Ones that can't share the glue nicely are likely to fall apart. I haven't yet managed to play this tower game with my husband, partly because he's always out, but also because I don't need to. I know exactly what would happen. We would both insist we knew best how to do it, and we'd deride the other's efforts. I'd end up pushing him to one side, doing it myself, and then would complain bitterly that it's always me who does everything, displaying what he calls my control-freak martyr syndrome. This morning, I told him about the game and that our marriage was doomed. Half asleep and hungover, he seemed unmoved by the news. Rubbish, he said. Couples with lasting marriages know how to avoid getting into paper tower building situations in the first place. He's right, and one could extend the principle. Couples with lasting marriages also know how to avoid doing other things together, like putting up IKEA furniture, doing DIY, cooking, or discussing the quickest way of driving from A to B. The reason that I'm suddenly taking such a keen interest in the health of my marriage is the fault of the Harvard Business Review, which has decided that understanding how marriages work is important to the study of management. Its reasoning goes like this. Being successful in business means having good relationships with people. The most important relationship is a marriage. Therefore, people who have good marriages are likely to have good relationships with their colleagues too. And by understanding why marriages go wrong we get some understanding of why work relationships go wrong, which is why it went out to interview Dr. Gottman for some tips. There are so many fallacies and so much confusion in this that one hardly knows where to start. The central one is the idea that people with good marriages also have good relationships with people at work. I've never seen a shred of evidence to support this, and I can't even see why it might be true even in theory. We are different people at home and at work, which is just as well. I know one man who has the sweetest, nicest relationship with his wife, but once through the revolving doors of the office, he is a monster. His relationships with his colleagues are dysfunctional and ugly. Equally, the reverse is often true, especially with women. At work, I'm a pussycat, my anger attack two weeks ago notwithstanding. I'm compliant and pathetically keen to please. At home, though, I'm a tyrant, brooking no opposition from anyone. The nature of the two relationships is quite different. At work, the stakes are lower. You don't need to like each other. You just need to rub along to get the job done. 
This surely is what building paper towers is all about. Indeed, if I'd had to do this with any of my colleagues, even the one I nearly killed the other day, I would have buckled down and done it cooperatively. At home, the stakes are enormous. You are dealing with love and life and the explosive business of whose turn it is to unpack the dishwasher. At home, you can behave as badly as you like, while at work, it's generally a good idea to act with a little dignity. After decades of research, Dr Gottman has concluded that there are four things that derail a marriage. Criticism, defensiveness, stonewalling and contempt, which he calls the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The first three horsemen frequently clip-clop through our house with no particular apocalyptic effect. Ditto, they're to be found everywhere in offices. They're just a fact of life. Only the fourth horseman, contempt, strikes me as a truly unwelcome visitor in marriages, and indeed in any relationship at all. But then you don't need to have observed 3,000 marriages to work that out. And so are there any parallels at all between marriages and work relationships? There may be a negative one. Success at work may go hand in hand with failure in matrimony. Successful people have bigger egos, are in the office all the time and have lots of money and opportunity to stray. Beyond that, I don't even accept the basic premise that a high emotional quotient is necessary at work and at home. It is helpful at work as it allows one to duck and weave through many complex relationships and manipulate them to one's own advantage. But at home, a low EQ may be best as it may help one stick with the status quo. The secret to a lasting marriage has nothing to do with paper towers. It's due to two things. First, it's a matter of selecting someone vaguely suitable to start off with. This is the only true parallel between the two spheres. Recruiting the right people at work is crucial too. Beyond that, what distinguishes the lasting marriages is the mutual expectation that the union will abide come hell or high water, or come scissors and glue. Thank you for listening. To read Lucy Kellaway's columns online, please visit www.ft.com forward slash Kellaway. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.